What up, Kev? Yo, what's happening? You look cold. Man. I'm not. I just kind of like wearing my hoodie like this now okay. on camera. I don't know. It's ever since the What's in the Box track, um, track episodes, I've been like, yo, this is branding. Yeah. It's like I'm. Is it? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, um, sharp! You look like a young Jedi. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, wow! Actually, the Jedi are extinct at this point. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do all this nerd stuff. <laughs> They're not. They're not. As long as uh, Disney's around, the Jedi will be around. Exactly. Oh, as long as tourists have money. <laughs> Yo. This episode is very, very particular, particularly cultural. That's right. So I have a question. Oh. The Lakers picked picked up a uh, Japanese player today. I did not see that. How do you feel about that, Kev? I think it's fantastic. You, does it, you hype? You like, yo, let's do this? Let's, it's about you, time. going to some games now? What are the stats? <laughs> he averages about 13 points a game, five rebounds. He's not a bad player at all. He's a six-foot-eight kid. Where'd he come from? Went to Gonzaga. Okay. Um, he well, yeah, he played at Gonzaga. He was drafted ninth overall a couple years ago. Gonzaga, so, not a bad player. Out of all the beans, yeah. Gonzaga beans are my favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty hype. I'm pretty hype. Not you know, not particularly, but uh, you know, like we've said on the show, the first player to break the color barrier in the uh, NBA was Japanese. So there you, you go. Know. It's not like it's a super uncommon thing, but yeah. Uh, is, this, is this a strike? Is this is this a bonus for the culture? Or? Has it has it been since then though? That there's been a no. There's there's been multiple since then. Okay. There's actually two in the league right now. Him and another player at the Nets that is balling this year or was balling this year. Word. Are you sure he's not just saying he's Japanese? So I think that Rui Hachimura is mixed. I'm not sure what he's mixed with. Um, but and I can't, I cannot remember the player the names uh, player's name for the Nets, but uh, he is not mixed because people are clamoring, clamoring to be Japanese these days. And we will find out. <laughs> we will find that out very, very, very soon. Uh, I feel great about also, it though, to answer your question. I feel fantastic. I feel seen. You gonna, you gonna watch more games? Probably not. Man, I was going to try to, to go to a Laker game. Man. <laughs> yeah, we can go to a game. That's the only way I'll. <laughs> no, that's not, I, I shouldn't say that's the only way I'll watch. I just, I have no control over many, many things at this house. And the use of the television is usually one of them. So the way we have our that's TV fair. set up that's fair. precludes me from having a, a, as much freedom as I would prefer to have when it comes to, you know, visual arts, as it were. Fair enough. But yeah. Fair enough. Uh, hey. Um, I am the opposite. I'm like, I'm the one that handles the television. Like, yo. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, as sexist as it sounds, I think most dudes are. I feel, I, 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 yeah. I feel a little bit yeah. uh, emasculated whenever, you know, I can't watch what I want to watch <laughs> because my daughter wants to watch a 14-hour Harry Potter movie oh. for, the, for the 13th time. You know what's funny? Uh, my youngest is just getting into Harry Potter a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. She, and they watched all of them. Um, and it was, yeah, she was a little scared on a couple of them. And I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. 
Forgot about that. So anyway, yeah. it's for kids, but damn. Yeah, yeah. She's into it. She's about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So Kev, you guys heard it here first. Kev is is down to go to a Laker game. Um, I will rob a bank to afford tickets because that's probably the only way to afford good seats uh, to a Laker game is to either be a, a world renowned actor or, um. I don't know, a bank robber. And we might have a better chance of becoming world-renowned actors than pulling off a bank heist <laughs> or becoming rich in some <laughs> other one. legit manner. <laughs> that's true. That is that is that that is also true. Two yeah. things we've learned on this show. Why don't you do some so far? Why don't you do some raps? I don't know. What are those? <laughs> Who does those? <laughs> uh, before we cross over to the other side, um, we lost a very dear. Um, associate friend, uh, Donnie Bo, rest in peace. Uh, man, I I could go on and on about him. He's a very good, good natured, kind, uh, mostly helpful dude. He's genuinely helpful, even when it wasn't all the way to his benefit. Donnie was down to help, um, especially if he felt like you had, you know, you know, if he felt like you were dope, he was gonna support it. Nope. Um, he was going to support you and uh, not, and he didn't always need anything back um, for supporting. So uh, a lot of, in our industry, Kev, um, there are a lot of, of foundational people, um, pillars, if you will, that hold up our community, our small community um, in such a supportive way that they really don't ever receive the flowers they all the way deserve for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I would say that Donnie's one of those people. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't, didn't ask for a ton of benefit for the work he put in, but he put in a lot of work on behalf of a lot of people. And I'm one of them. So I'm greatly appreciative. Rest in peace, Donnie, both for real. Yeah, man. absolutely. Love man, you, bro. man I, he's one of the first people I met probably when I started on the business side of, of, of music you know what i mean might have even been before um and then he he really did connect so many different aspects of of um everybody's hip-hop experience definitely mine um you know and and the last week has been nuts because um james andrews i think was the the first place or first source that i saw for you know sort of letting everybody know what was going on um and i think things sort of happened quickly Um, i'm not exactly sure what happened but i think you know he went from sort of having to go to the hospital to to passing away in in a pretty pretty quick timeline um shockingly quick and then you know i then like to see Tim, you know, Tim Richardson yeah. post his his tribute and then JFX, DJ JFX, you know, shout to shout to them, shout to Tony the Schizo, the whole San Diego mm-hmm. crew mm-hmm. that Bo, you know, really championed um along with everybody else he worked with for such a long time. Um yeah. Aloe, of course. Um and uh it's it's yeah. It's a trip when somebody can make such an impact on on not just on on the business and on the culture, but also on 
so many different people's specific experiences with that, you know, and he really did that. So, uh, he will be yeah. missed. And, um, I know he's, he's already, he's already hustling, you know, yeah, up there, so. up, there. Yeah. up there connecting folks. Exactly. Guaranteed. Exactly. <laughs> Word up, man. All right, with that said, we're going to get to the other side, man. Kevin, you ready, bro? Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy, Trek Life, and your fam, Kev Sakota. Turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> oh, my God. Bom. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you'd like to catch us on your television, you can, down, you can uh, download... BTSN on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on that device. Click on that app or channel, and we are right there. <laughs> Plenty of other dope content. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. We want in. And yo, follow us on Instagram, Rapsucks Radio. Follow us on Facebook, RSR Podcast. We there. Word up. Word. All right. Kev, how ready are you to get into this topic? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Uh, you yeah, know, for this or what, I, I stay ready for this. You know what? I honestly, I've been ready for this because I'm shocked that it didn't happen a really, really long time ago. So before we get into, I mean, not before we, but as we get into this, remember she took some heat for the dancers, right? Her I, and I the Nicki so. Minaj. Oh, yeah. oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, episode title this week is. Damn it, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Topic number one, uh, jacking for culture. Gwen Stefani faces backlash over I'm Japanese comment. <laughs> Source for this one is The Guardian. Players involved are Orange County's own. That's right. Gwen Stefani. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, all right. We'll skip through this a little bit, but the singer and TV host Gwen Stefani faced widespread backlash after claiming, quote, I'm Japanese, unquote. In an interview with Allure magazine released on Tuesday, Stefani, who is of Irish and Italian descent, was promoting her GXVE beauty brand when she said, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. I feel like that's something you would know <laughs> initially, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. The 53-year-old described the influence Japanese culture had on her childhood when her father, who is Italian-American, worked for Yamaha and traveled between California and Japan. In quote, she said, that, that was my Japanese influence and that was a culture that, has, that was so rich, she said was, I say is, so rich with tradition, yet so futuristic, with so much attention to art and detail and discipline, and it was fascinating to me. Stefani described uh, her father's stories of Japanese street performers cosplaying as Elvis uh, and women with colorful hair and said that when she grew older, she traveled to Harajuku, a district of uh, Shibuya, Tokyo, known for eclectic clothing stores and cosplay shops 
and which eventually served as the inspiration for her franchise line, Harajuku Lovers. I said, this is in quotes, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. All right. Kalor wrote that, St- that Steph- Stefani's words seeming to hang in the air between them. She followed up. I am, you know. Stefani also said that she considered herself a super fan of Japanese culture. Uh, Stefani has long faced claims of cultural appropriation, beginning with the release of her 2004 album, Love Angel Music Baby, a tour in support of the album featured four Japanese backup dancers. Um, uh, and I'm not going to read all the names. <laughs> Chloe wrote, like Stefani, I am not Japanese. But I am an Asian woman living in America, which comes with the sobering realities during a time of heightened Asian American and Pacific Islander hate. I envy anyone who can claim to be part of a vibrant uh, part of this vibrant creative community, but avoid the part of the narrative that can be painful or scary. Kalor wrote, I'm going to end it here. Uh, Kalor wrote that Stefani said she was Japanese multiple times, but also said, said she identified with Hispanic and Latino communities. And was a little bit of an Orange County girl, a little bit of a Japanese girl, a little bit of an English girl. <laughs> uh, she received a ton of backlash, you know, the usual in a sense of this backlash. But Kev, I'm going to bounce past this to you, man. What do you think? Hey, what can I say? I'm Italian. <laughs> and you didn't know it? I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea until now. <laughs> to this I'm, moment. I'm actually half Irish, half Italian. <laughs> Today. Yeah. Just just this day. Aquafina told me. <laughs> we are going to get into an interesting conversation here. So um Kev, I want to reread this part and, and tell me what you think. Okay. Um, Kalora, she's Filipino, the the writer mm-hmm. of the story. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that it's it's interesting. She said, but I am Asian, an Asian woman living in America, which comes with sobering realities during a time of heightened Asian American and Pacific Islander hate. And the next part is the part I think is the kind of says and sums up a lot of how I feel about I don't want to say cultural appropriation because I don't think that's always the case, but I would say an overzealous, um, an over overzealous love of of another person's culture in America. Um, I envy anyone who can claim to be part of this vibrant creative community, but avoid the part of the narrative that can be painful or scary. Um, I thought that that was profound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kev, we're on a show, man. You got to talk. <laughs> you know, the 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 Italian part of me wants to speak, but the Irish part of me is trying to measure my words very carefully. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, oh, uh, you know, she she stepped in it. Like I said, I'm surprised that she didn't say something. I I I'm, I don't know that she hasn't said anything like this before, 
<laughs> she really, she really uh, dug in and tripled down on this during this particular interview. She must have really been. She did. She did. Yeah. Timing, not not great timing either. Um, but uh, you know, there's a little bit of a lot of very tone deaf for someone who's been singing for the last forty years or whatever it's been. <laughs> How does Blake Shelton feel about all this? That's what I want to know. He is. Well, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> I've been, and I'm getting. It's because I'm getting older. Um, I've already been a bit more of a pacifist than a lot of people prefer. Um, Do tell. To be fair. <laughs> Uh, no, man, I, I try to understand these things before I yell about them, right? Like, I I, I can say um, that culture is interesting. It really is, man. Like, it's it's very interesting, especially when it's uh, so distant from your own, right? Like, if it's if it's almost opposite of your life experience, you're, you can be amazed by it. Uh, caught up in it, right? Want to be part of it. Want to know how, how, like why, why, and and things of that nature. And I think that that, in with respects to, with respect to her love, um, and and I would say just kind of, I don't mean I don't know. Love is the right word, right? Her genuine adoration of Japanese culture. Um, I can say that that I love culture so much that I get caught up in that energy of it too. Like, this is amazing. I'm around a certain group of people who are playing a certain type of music, right? Um, or celebrating a holiday that I didn't celebrate growing up. Um, but I I don't know if it's because I'm black and we have our own sort of uh, appropriation issues, if you will. Um, but I think I know when to turn it off, right? Like, I know when to say... I, you know, inclusion is fine, but there's a time to appreciate from a distance or, you know, keep a respectful understanding of, hey, you're being invited into a celebration and not invited to be the primary face of this celebration. Things of that nature. Right. Mm. Uh, so I don't know, man. Is it because. I, I don't know whether it's because I've experienced appropriation <laughs> or. Is it just because, like, I'm not tone deaf? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and everyone has a different, draws that line in a different place, right? Different location, personally, based on their sure. their own experiences. Sure. And that's just part of, that's just part of life, right? You have different boundaries that you set in, in a place that might be different from the next person who's maybe lived a life very, very similar to yours. You know what I mean? So if you take somebody mm -hmm. who's grown up in a completely different place, they might have a different experience or frame of reference. Let's not forget that no doubt started as a ska band so yeah. you know it was you know <laughs> not the not the uh the most ska looking group of individuals in the, in the world if that's such a thing um it definitely didn't look like hepcat that's for sure but the, yeah well yeah and then the, and the thing is that but they also supported each other as far as i i don't know if there was a lot of hate they were embraced they played with all those bands coming up as well they were embraced and, Deservingly so. Yeah, and and uh, and and that's the other thing is that, as opposed to, you know, and I don't know what Rachel Dolezal's 
the intent was, you know, a true intent in her heart. I don't think she, it doesn't seem like she did what she did to become famous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Although she certainly did. Um, Gwen Stefani was uh, pretty well known. Like, I don't think she was clout chasing, you know what I mean? By the time that it sort of became very evident that uh, she had such a passion for my people. <laughs> <laughs> we're so measured on Rapsis Radio. <laughs> we're, so, we're so measured. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Conservative listeners, you should be very proud. We're, we're doing the best that we can here. <laughs> Yeah, and I say that I say that as a positive, like you know, it's like she's, uh, yeah, you know, I I, I don't care. Man. Okay, but Every, you said people draw this line in different yeah, places, Kevin. Yeah. I feel like the line should come far before I'm Japanese, right? Like it, there's, yeah. like, if there's any place the line should go, <laughs> it probably should go before there, like long before you just start calling yourself <laughs> something else. You know, same for Rachel. What up, Rachel? How you been? I hope everything's been well. Yeah. Um, fried chicken is not an excellent dietary food. Please don't eat too much of that and trying to you know cross over the line. Every culture eats some form of fried chicken when there is chicken available. You don't have to do that to be black. But I will say this. Maybe a bit too far. Just probably a tad. Like you didn't have to, yeah. right? You, you didn't have to become. You know what I mean? You could have just... Could have just written a check to the NAACP. That would have been probably the better thing. And <laughs> and as we are, right? And as we are existing in a in a time where Asian hate crimes are are have been dramatically on the rise over the last three to four years, um, I haven't heard, and it's possible that she has, but I haven't heard a single thing about donating or stop Asian hate from Japanese Gwyn. So. Yeah, well, Where, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know. And it's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying, yeah. as out there as she has been about the culture, right? You would think that she would be equally out there about, you know, um, about at this point a safety issue within the culture, right? All right. This is my argument about people who get involved to you know very deeply into into my culture you're you're there when the party's rocking but when you know there's a time to protest and put your fist in the air you're now you're on the fence and you really need to think about and discuss it you didn't need to think about it when you were entering in taking getting paid from um mimicking you know what i'm saying taking the energy from all of that but when it's time to speak up for the very people that you have um benefit from their creativity uh, now all of a sudden you you've forgotten how to be part of things, right? I, I would say whether she has or has not is a mystery uh, as far as any donations or or support. I do know that it has not been public because it would have been much, and it, it's not as dramatically public as her uh, usage of dancers and styles and clothes and et cetera, right? And I would say that those energies should match. Yeah, yeah, but also, you know, but let's face it also, her saying, I'm Japanese three times during an interview is going to get way more attention than 
if she did do anything positive, it's just the way it to is. To an Asian American woman. Well, yeah, 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 you know. She did not read the room, that's for sure. <laughs> my my sister asked me just today if I think that it's a mental illness for someone to not be able to read the room. <laughs> and I, yeah. I didn't think about that for a minute. Like, you know what? You might be on to something. Yeah, well, Next you know, understanding social cues is... Um, you know that 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 does get into certain. I, don't, I wouldn't call it mental illness, but just you know your ability to interact with with other people, and uh, sure. And the last few years hasn't exactly helped with our ability to interact with each other in person. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> master at interacting on Zoom. We're gonna keep with this uh, line of topic, Kev, and move on down to topic number two. Uh, here's what they think about you. Um, this is an older story, but it, it fits into the narrative that we've just been talking about. So there's that. Uh, so G- GOP operative says it hurts white kids when kids of color feel they belong. Uh, the source for this is the Daily Beast. There are other sources out there. Um, the players involved are, uh, I'm sorry, Mary Beeman um, is the player involved. Let me correct that on my rundown. <laughs> Done. All right. <laughs> a Republican campaign manager for school board candidates in a Connecticut town has sparked controversy by telling participants of a virtual education forum that helping kids of color to feel they belong has a negative effect on white, Christian, or conservative kids. Mary Beeman, good grief. That is a sentence. <laughs> That's a sentence for your ass, bro. (laughs) God, dog. Uh, (laughs) Mary Beeman put forth that bizarre argument during a virtual education forum where the right-wing boogeyman known as critical race theory was discussed according to local outlets. Uh, According to uh, local news outlet WFSB. The link, by the way, uh, for that WFSB site has been taken down. So... um, I mean, to bury the lead on this, Mary Beeman offered an apology for her statement. After this, though, she later sought to clarify her statement, which she admitted was poorly worded, and claimed it had been shown it had been shown out of context. I'm trying to mop up the mess, Beeman said. She'd been referring to students who may have staunch Judeo-Christian values or simply are conservative thinkers, mm. are now being, quote-unquote, bullied into submission by their teachers and fellow students with left-leaning ideologies, which is actually a worse statement when you think about it. Yeah. 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 Shows a... far worse. Yeah. Not not the most Christian statement in the world from the best that I can tell. I'm just saying. (laughs) Did you clean it up? Did you make it worse? (laughs) Yeah. What what kind of mop are you using? (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) That mop had a bunch of mud on it. Um, Bill Bloss, the uh, Guilford school board chairman, made clear he wasn't buying Beeman's excuse for the racist remark, uh, questioning, quote, exactly what context would that comment be positive in? Uh, he called Beeman to step down, blasting her remark as false, outrageous, negative, and destructive. Kev, do you mind if I, I start this one off? Good. Uh, I know I was just reading. Uh, so... I was discussing critical race theory with a group of people that I was unfamiliar with um, a couple years ago. Okay. And one of the 
individual said um, that teaching white kids about a violent American history ostracizes white kids and it makes them feel bad about themselves. This is an honest thing that was said directly to me. Right. That's the basic concern, right? And I say, I, general concern. and the word basic is, takes on multiple meanings in that statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very remedial concern is better wording. Um, my response was, I, I don't think you've ever sat in a classroom, um, honors AP classroom, shout out mm. to me for being smart, uh, opened a history book to see people that look like you hanging from trees, um, by the whip marks on those people's backs, uh, and had students in the class laugh about it mm-hmm. and tell jokes mm. um, and find it funny and entertaining. If you want to talk about being ostracized, that was my personal experience. Now, I'm years beyond in high school, more years than I'm willing to discuss on this show. But... It's an ugly history in places, in parts, right? That doesn't mean all of it's ugly. But to, to, to pull back now after we've learned of all of the things that our cultures <laughs> have gone through, you know, our origins have gone through historically, um, not always in the face of American violence, but, you know, all global powers, uh, European powers, and now say, I don't want to hurt white kids' feelings. I mean... What about us? It's like, is it fair to ask what about us? Right? I, I don't know. I, I think did, that that's did, a weird thing. Did that have any impact, though, or, or any persuasive value? One of the people was like, you know, I never thought about it like that. Hmm. Um, well, the other, uh, he wasn't rudely dismissive. It was a, a very, um, again, you know, a very kind of a casual, I don't want to say casual, but open minded conversation. Um, I didn't bend at all, so it wasn't open minded on my side. Well, so, and this—that's the thing. The the answer when the answer from somebody who is sort of taking the opposite op- opposing view and opposing view from you. The answer is well, I hadn't thought about it like that, and you, I would consider that a positive statement. Sure. When sure. it's not, it's really just an admission of ignorance, right? Sure. And and when, in fact, the reason that, of course, you shouldn't bend, um, in my opinion, is because, well, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, like, you know, 50 years, you know, thereabouts, right. thinking about this and things like mm-hmm. this. Um, and really just thinking about it by myself and not talking about it with people who look like you, for the most part, you know, out of out of just general manners or... Uh, whatever uh, fear, maybe even unfortunately, mm-hmm. or just like whatever, you don't get it, right? Um, but yes, that's good. You haven't thought about it that way. That's okay. Sure. Um, whether or not sense? your child learns "quote unquote" CRT, which, by the way, they won't. But as they learn about slavery taught to them by any of a number of teachers who are willing to teach them about a more accurate rendition of our history, our collective history, for better or for worse, 
they will think about it more than you have. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's sure. That's again not a win, but it ain't a loss. We're not asking you to take an L. You know, you're the same people from what I could tell. In, in if you were to take a personality profile, these are the same people that don't want to give out participation trophies to children, right? Right. Right. But 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 when you have to finally, after you know you know hundreds of years later, sort of accept an L on behalf of those who fortunately aren't here anymore, uh, you don't want to do that. You want now you want a participation trophy. Now you right. want everything right. to be equal. Now you want there to be a mercy rule when it comes to the scoreboard. It's like no, no, no. That's not what's going on. I mean, it's funny that this. Like you, you, you mentioned how old this article is. This is from 2021. We, um, again, that's when I think the initial CRT sort of came into vogue. For it's the same time that that the word woke no longer be, belonged to anyone with melanin in their skin. Um, yeah, we lost that one. Yeah, that was an L. Um, <laughs> that's when I decided to become Italian. Um, <laughs> But it's fu- it's funny that we're talking about this now because you know you, you uh, Governor DeSantis down there in uh, in the Florida decided yeah. to what did, outlaw the the teaching of of uh, AP African American studies at the college yep. it was at the at the high school level right mm-hmm. at the high school level not a collegiate yeah. for what reason no reason yeah so. It, where he said, "Florida is where woke goes to die." Yep. Which is yeah. is sad. It's sad. Like you know, he's he's a clown. He's a he's a small person with a small mind, small sense of self esteem, um, trying to carry on his life and his career in a, in a in a suit that he quite. He he, perhaps will never fit entirely, um, <laughs> but he's trying, man. He sure is trying. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. It's interesting, in light of the Quinn, the you know uh, Japanese Quinn conversation, um, because I feel like we all draw better lines, more respectful lines and understandings when we learn about each other right um i quite a bit mention uh my back and forth travels to hawaii on the show um and there was a lot i learned about the history of hawaii and and i carry myself a lot differently than a lot of other tourists on the island when i'm there because of the history that i understand right there's there's it's a bit of a lighter step uh if you will um, I do have the right to exist as a human being, so I'm not going to totally give up my humanity uh, in anywhere I go. But but I do know how to respect others and and um, their ways, you know, and customs. Uh, the more you take that away, the more you get sort of ignorant reclassifications and out now thievery that you're getting now uh, with people like Gwen Stefani, right? Thievery under the guise of influence. 
what what I what bothers me is this this I repeat at the risk of repeating myself it it bothers me that this newfound fear for children's feelings um when we all can attest to moments in our lives in school where we were you know ostracized in a history class or or um an English class or whatever, right? I almost feel like that's what happens in a history class if it's a good class. Not not the way that I – but I'm saying it, you feel something because you should. You should be learning and you should be learning with something in your gut. You know what I'm saying? Something that's, that's jarring about the experiences that those that came before us feel uh, – have felt – and and why and how they they shaped the world that you exist in today, and if you don't feel anything in that class, then you know what's then then you lost. The teacher failed. You failed. Everyone failed. Um, so hearing DeSantos taking away AP um, African Studies, uh, reading about the, the you know Japanese Gwen. And and Mary Beeman, it. I I don't want to anymore make this a bulk of society type of argument, but I do like by and large, like I do know quite a few people are are very tone deaf and ignorant, and and these are the results of those things. Is all I'm trying to say. The, these types of statements, these types of actions, are the results are the exact result of not learning about other people genuinely, not just the part you like right not just the art or the colors or the dance or the music or the beat but also who these who these people are um and how they became who they are and and maybe how your society affected their society maybe maybe you take a bit of a lighter step with it maybe you take more of a respectful step or maybe at the very least you find yourself wanting to get involved when those people feel as though they're in danger or feel like they need some type of support from allies and outside community, and you're not supporting by taking, you you take nothing from it, right? So that that's where I'm at with 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 those three topics. Um, that what are you sheltering these white children from? And 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 the thing about you know? it is that I haven't. I've, it's not like I've heard an onslaught of young uh, white people, you know, kids, up in arms over over the way they're being taught. I mean. <laughs> The educational system is not exactly uh, constructed to turn on a dime here. You know, this is not something that is is it's it's steered more like a um, a massive aircraft carrier than it is an F fifteen fighter plane. You know what I mean? So their parents getting freaked out, you know, is silly um, on a number of levels, but just silly in the sheer scope of of what they think is is happening. You know, I I um just a very minute frame of reference when i went on that camping trip with my kid just being around you know because i was in charge of a cabin full of fifth grade boys right mm. and these may these boys may not have been a representative sample of all the kids in the you know the the, the fifth grade boys in the school or the district or the state or whatever right but right. nevertheless nine or ten uh ten and eleven year olds Um, and just listening to them 
talk about things, you know, made me realize how ignorant I was about certain things at that age. And I, what I mean by that is they are, they were not ignorant. They were much more, uh, enlightened, much more aware of the world around them, much more aware of how the words that they were using. Um, and I don't think they know this. They just, this is just the way they are, you know, just like we would say really silly things and sometimes use really terrible language or really terrible words to describe things that we wouldn't say now um, because we didn't think about it, right? Similarly, they're using language that's that's just a tiny bit, maybe maybe just a tiny bit more sensitive or a lot right. more sensitive to you know, groups of people that are disabled or groups of people that, you know, maybe come from a, a single parent family or whatever the case may be. People who are different from them, right? And they're speaking in a much more generous way. And it, it, and, and I found myself sobbing, Trek. No, I didn't cry. But I, I found myself having just a, just my jaded, jaded, hateful, angry, self-righteous ass had just a tiny little bit of hope just a tiny little right. bit for a little while and then somebody farted and then it was over but it was over and gave you covid and gave you COVID. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it was them i'm gonna i'm holding out hope that it wasn't them it was somebody else Fair but enough. um Fair <laughs> but you know it they're gonna you know th- the kids are all right i think their parents Hopefully. are bananas and I'm not talking about these kids' parents, but, you know, a lot of these folks who get very scared, you know, it's because it's it's like we tell each other. If you don't know yourself in your history, then how can you put your experience in perspective of all these other people, especially if you're a, a person of color right. or from other some other marginalized right. community? If you don't know, you know, what people like you had to go through for you to be able to do the things you can do without having to worry about getting killed or getting hurt or getting arrested uh, for the things you sort of take for granted now, if you don't think about that and find some appreciation in that, you're not doing your job, right? And that's the thing about people who say, well, I've never thought about it that way. So, well, You've never had to, you know, because you happen to look like a group of people who thinks of, of themselves as the majority, right? right? Uh, who thinks of themselves as the Wikipedia page picture of the word Americans, right? Right. If there's only going to be one picture, it's going to look like you, but... Similarly, if you don't know your history, you might not know that your Italian father and your Irish mother had parents who were not well off, who did not come here under the best conditions, who got beat up because while they may have looked like the Protestant family down the street was not treated the same way was not welcome in the same places and if you can't get down with that and sort of figure that out then of course you're not going to understand what anybody who's asian or black or or uh, latino or gay 
or transgender or whatever is saying, you know, when they say, right. uh, we're here too, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, so, I but it's just, it's just a lot harder. It's a lot easier for, for you to ignore it. And, and we get that. We've seen it. We've been at the, at the, you know, had the, you know, at, at the business end of that for a long time. So there's no beef yeah. or no anger, really. It's just, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these things is like, oh, again, good grief. Uh, yeah. It, it's a, I think it's a, a difficult conversation, but um, America's having a problem with um, intelligent disagreement and discourse now. Uh, I mean, I guess it always has because, I don't know, take 10 paces and shoot doesn't seem like the smartest way to settle a debate. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's it becomes a lot. I I just wish that people respected um uh, other people's space to exist and be comfortable with their difference. And that sounds like a word sandwich or word you know word scramble, but but um being different is uncomfortable for quite a while in your life. And and then you might take a, a strong, t- hard left or hard right or whatever you want to call it and embrace your difference, uh, but in an abrasive manner, right, an off-putting manner a lot of times. And finally, you come to know that that is a performance and that is it, exploiting your difference. So you accept it um, and, and enjoy it, right? And... Once you get to that stage, you then recognize that others deserve the space to embrace their difference and, and you know, and you enjoy it, right? You respect it. So I don't know what stage a lot of these people are in thinking, but I, I think a lot of it is just the lack of desire to want to embrace difference and, and be educated on anything. No one's blaming you. You were born in, you know... 1972 uh, we know you didn't own slaves we we know you didn't own a whites only or at least likely didn't own a whites only diner no one's blaming you or, or accusing any of these kids who were born in you know 2008 or whatever of, of this so I, I don't understand it. it just goes on and on and and to ban the education just it, it seems more um, combative than it does protective, right? And you know, I don't know. It's it's a show, that's, and that's that's kind. Of, it's a performance. Yeah, you you put it on a show. Yeah, yeah. you know, you so. you're supposed to be the governor. You're not here. You're out here. You know, doing pro wrestling stuff. It's come on, <laughs> cut it out, <laughs> man. Um, all right, so let's move on from this one. Uh, yo, uh, Kev, you know what we haven't done in a minute, man. What's that, man? What's that? Sakota ones, yeah. It's about time. We haven't man. done a Sakota one in a minute. Let's do this, man. What do y'all know? What y'all know, man? You you new to the show? You want to know what a Sakota one is? Yes. A Sakota one is where I pass the topic over randomly to Kev, and we do the exact same thing that we just did. We discuss the topic, except Kev comes up with a couple of hot one liners about it, and uh, and you listen and you enjoy it, and you say, "Man, that's a Sakota one segment. That's a good segment. I like that." <laughs> 
That's how this works. Yeah, even if it's <laughs> terrible. Even if it's terrible. All right. You ready, Kev? Yes. Absolutely. Thief makes getaway on stolen lawnmower towing Crimson Tide sign. Oh, man. (laughs) He's out here trying to be the white trash OJ. (laughs) Slow speed chase. Uh, Do you see the picture that came with this article? I did. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a and and, and uh, you know props to the uh, the ladies. This happened to be a lady who stole a riding lawnmower with a trailer hitch, pulling a wagon that had a uh, um, many items. In one of which, yeah. most notably, was a was a, a Alabama Crimson Tide A. Um, so she really made out like a bandit. Um, I don't know that she's been caught. Um, yeah, to this point, to to the point of the end of this article, she hadn't been. They have a picture of her, and and you know, on the plus side, she's wearing a mask, so she's keeping people safe. And also, there's that. I have to zoom in, but it does look like she's wearing a pair of white uh, Yeezy slides, so she's got some fashion <laughs> sense about her. But the only. <laughs> Do you know the thing that I had the biggest problem with here with this this whole thing is that it it looks like she is making her getaway on that lawnmower on uh, an asphalt surface. Oh right, yeah. Okay. If why did she make herself useful and cut the grass while she was at it? I'm saying, do something. Do something. Do something. Yeah, cut an A in the grass. You got it. There you go. Do some donuts. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't matter. Make some crop circles. It's about the, the <laughs> part of the country, I believe. <laughs> crop circles are still a thing. <laughs> are they still happening, or have aliens got tired of messing with like grain? <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys are not listening. <laughs> We're done. The aerial view is. We're finished with it. Oh man, roll tide. Roll Tide. Uh, Kev. Excuse me. <laughs> you all right? Nice little yawn. COVID. Tough yawn right there. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> COVID yawn. Um, yo, you mentioned crop circles, and I have a question before we get out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you ever watched... Um, Ancient Aliens are one of the shows that has the crop circles, right? You you asked me this. I think you asked me this before. My answer remains no. You never. Watched I'm it. more likely to watch Japanese people play in the NBA live, okay, in real time than I am to watch Ancient Aliens. I am too. To be fair, <laughs> and I will be starting whenever Rui Hachimura plays his first Laker game. However, so you haven't seen the disproving people who are making crop circles with like wood beams and saying that this is what they've been doing. I I, I think I see some of that. I have to take that back to like, that's incredible or something like that. You might be too young to even remember that's incredible. I do remember that's incredible. But here's the the thing. Not just a clever name. (laughs) I actually didn't believe that aliens did it. Till I saw them show the people prove, try to disprove it by saying, we've been coming out here with these, right? 
and then they do the aerial view of the what the alleged aliens did uh-huh. versus what the alleged we were the ones doing it with the two by fours guys did. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like a crayon picture versus like a full out Picasso. <laughs> I was like, if you guys were the ones that were doing it, well, you guys must be like the trash for you guys are like the Nellies of this. It was like they were like the they were like a uh, doing an alien type beat. They were like the <laughs> they're like the Chat GPT of crop circles. <laughs> open hey, open alien intelligence. I think I'm gonna open up Chat it, Chat GPT and ask if Gwen Stefani is Japanese. And see what the <laughs> response comes up with. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it tonight. <laughs> OpenAI.com. I'm doing it. All right, man. Well, look, man. We had a great time on this show. We hope you had a great time listening. Um, I don't know if Kev had a great time. I know I did. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I, uh, I've i thoroughly enjoyed myself. Couldn't, good, good. couldn't have asked for anything more. In well, a, as an Italian. How long have we been doing this? How did you? As an Italian? How did you How did you feel about the show as, as, a, as, a, as a recent Italian? Half Bravo. I'm half Italian. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. This has been Rap Sucks Radio. I am, am I going to get in trouble? Like, is, is Gwen, no, is Gwen Stephanie going to come after me? <laughs> this is this is where you say Maybe, no doubt. Not... <laughs> wow. Set up his own joke and he knocked it down. I am your homeboy, Trek Life, and that comedian over there, that's your fam, Kev Sakota, man. No doubt. (laughs) No diggity. Thank y'all for tuning in again, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. We are out of here like last year. Catch us on rap6radio.com for past episodes. Catch us on rap6radio on Instagram or RSR Podcast on Facebook. We'll catch y'all next time. And then we out of here like last year on the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. We out, y'all.